Welcome to another rendition of Josh is Away, So the Boys Will Play. In this special, we are talking about, you guessed it, Pokemon again for Pokemon special number two. Austin and I are excited because Pokemon exists and so do we. That cures the depression. And uh, so does the new trailer information that we just got. Uh, Josh will not be joining us this afternoon due to him fainting and us not having a max revive. But we're still here. So sit back, (laughs) relax, and join your two ravishing, radiant, rambunctious hosts for the afternoon. Austin, rare candies are for pussy Stevens, and Dylan Dittos are being sex trafficked Martin. Oh my. (laughs) Are they not, though? I mean, truly, I, mean, I, I, I feel like it's a topic that we don't discuss enough, but we, we pretty much just, uh, you know, pawn off dittos to go do all the dirty work. Maybe they enjoy it. Uh, I feel like they're sure that that's what their species solely exists for. Uh, essentially. Do you think it's truly a felled Mew experiment? Do you think the myth is true? Um, they're the only two that can use transform, right? Yeah, uh, that is true. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken... Uh, in the Kanto region, can't dittos only be found in uh, the fucking burned down mansion? Oh, maybe you are YouTube correct. That created. is accurate. Uh, so I here think we are. Dittos can also be found in Cerulean Cave, but that would also make sense. That would, because as we all know, that is where you find Mewtwo. Um, so look at that informational Pokemon podcast to start. So um, just a forewarning, you might hear some dog shit going on in the background. It's fine. There's a little, you know, rambunctious tonight, just like we are. He's so Austin, kick them to make them stop. Yeah, uh, I planned on it. I was hoping you wouldn't bring attention to it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but we can send animals out to fight one another for experience. We can certainly kick animals. Uh, this is a great, great fucking even on the nice podcast we're still abusing or being derogatory or degenerative in some way shape or form it's pretty on point for us at this point honestly it's on brand it is on brand that's what i should have said i said point twice speaking of points between the two main points which one would you like to start with first or second Mm, let's go to the first one first one (sighs) brilliant diamond and shining pearl oh so no no pokemon cafe remix Oh, no. Yeah, because nobody cares about no. those. Uh, actually, until you said that, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it existed until the Direct. I did. I played it <laughs> on my phone for a little bit. I will say it was semi-fun, and then I forgot about it. I think it's still even downloaded on my phone. That's how I felt about uh, Pokemon Masters, honestly. Like, it was really fun for, like, that a couple well. of days. And then going back to it after, like, a week, I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. It did, man. Like, I was up for the hype and everything. But like you said, until I see them in the direct, I don't really remember that they exist. Although I will say, some of the outfits they decided to give Cynthia and Pokemon Masters, they were pretty rad. Oh, well, I've not seen this. Maybe I should look this up. Is it That's okay, because she's an adult. Oh. She's the only adult in the franchise. Oh. Okay. Okay, we're going down that road. So, anyway. She's 33. She's a mother. That's, hey, no. It's all right. Well, that's fine. I'm 30 now, so her and I can. uh, Yeah, you're close. You're close in age. We are close. And uh, Josh and I are even closer. So, what's that make us? Uh, Estranged. Yes. Yes. So, since we, you know, we're just talking about good old. Degeneracy. uh, Degeneracy. Nothing better to follow that up with than, you know, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl got some new information released. It did. It did. So 
The thing that I'm most excited about, and I'm pretty sure the whole entire Pokemon universe was excited about, is that Pokemon following you has made its return, and it looks better than ever. It does. It looks I, it, it looks so cute. I'm so excited. It's super cute, and they just made the animations flow so naturally, man. I'm incredible. Yes, I'm incredibly excited that they were able to bring it back in what seems almost like a reinvigorated style. Um, maybe that's because I'm not used to seeing it in like the 3DS style top-down graphical look with modern-day graphics. You know, like I'm not really accustomed to that yet. But they made it look super fucking awesome. They did. Um, I I thought it was interesting that if I'm if I'm not mistaken, even the trailer said that uh, this feature was brought back and hasn't been in, in Pokemon since Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but that's not entirely true. It's not entirely Let's true. Pikachu and Eevee had a follow mechanic. And then also the DLC for Sword Shield. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't count, because that just showed us doesn't. that they could have done it for the full game and they wanted oh, yeah. to pay for it. Just like everything else in that game. Um, yeah, honestly. I Oh, I need a soapbox on that one one day. Um we, we kind of had our soapbox on the whole, you know, first Pokemon special. This is special number two. Yeah, I think we tore pretty, down we t- I was about to say. Good enough. Yeah. Like, Honestly. thanks to us, they'll never make a bad game again. Yeah, I don't know about that. It is no, still Game Freak. But. It is still Game Freak, which, luckily, this set of games is not. And is because of that, you can see a graphical change, and it's like a breath of fresh air. I know there was a lot of complaints. But this game looks cute as fuck, and I love it. You um, love it? I am a little concerned about the fact that this is the first full game that Ilka has ever done. Uh, that's a little That's a valid point. I feel like this... <laughs> That like that that was a that was a big piece of the candy bar to bite off for your first time, I think. But, yeah, uh, we'll you s- jump straight into the highest grossing franchise in the world. That's yeah, a little scary. They they were like, Oh, we've uh done work on Near Automata and we did uh some help with 3D modeling for Dragon Quest Eleven. But now we're gonna develop a whole Pokemon game, which honestly might not be super scary because uh, the foundation I mean, was there. Yeah, the the foundation of what this game needed to be was already there. They and, just needed to make it look better. And play better and add some new mechanics. So, real quick, it's not one of our bullet points, but, you know, that comes back. That wasn't in there before. Do you think they will be bringing other favorite features back in some way, shape, or form? Like, um, let's um, just say no permanent experience share. Do you think that'll be a route they take? Sadly, no, because I think these games are, are too streamlined for a younger generation at this point that I, I have a feeling that's still going to be there. Um, I am hoping that they give us the ability to turn it off. Yeah. That, that would be nice. Uh, that's that's the least they can do, because for veteran players, these new games are far too easy, and it feels like, for me, no time goes into developing my team or... Yeah, exactly, because, like, yeah. why... Why do I need to have a good, well-balanced team if I'm just going to be able to steamroll through this game with my starter anyway? Yeah, like, essentially, because point? you're never going to stop gaining experience. I like some of the things that they eventually did, like in terms of helping with experience, not necessarily the gain for all, but even um, like capturing a Pokemon still giving you experience. I like that. 
Yeah, you, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah, because you still technically won. You beat the Pokemon. You got the battle. Like, that's experience. Yeah. I respect that. But there's no need to really have it turned on all the time. One of the things that made this game so much fun was the challenge that it posed. And then especially leading up to Cynthia, if we don't have some kind of challenge going into Cynthia, then what was the point for this whole thing? Like this is this is a game that shook the foundation of what we thought a hard trainer battle could be. And then I think she's the hardest, you know, red was one on top of Mount Silver, but Cynthia crushed it. No one has compared to her. I don't think ever will. Red. So like the thing about Heart Gold and Soul Silver is Red is yeah, Red was really fucking difficult. But by the time you got to Red, you had the option to go catch the opposite legendary uh, of your cover. Um, and when you caught it, it was already like level seventy five. So you honestly, I I know I've done it before. Um, I know with my last playthrough of Heart Gold, I just took that fucking level 75 ho-ho and I was able to push right the fuck through. Uh, I had some trouble with Blastoise and Lapras, but uh, those were still relatively easy to get off the field with enough work. But like Cynthia, dude, even on my most recent playthrough of Platinum, which I think was probably, mm, honestly, it was probably around this time last year. Uh, maybe a little earlier was my last playthrough of platinum and dude cynthia decimated my team like she ripped my team in half um my luckily my saving grace uh which for whatever fucking reason i dedicated the majority of last year to like collecting retro pokemon stuff and i'm not sure what that craze was for but uh i mean it's appreciated Oh, for sure. But uh, one of the things I did was uh, I had purchased a Wii, and I purchased Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Wii. Well, uh, a cool little thing that apparently a lot of people didn't fucking know about was uh, uh, Battle Revolution for the Wii could actually communicate with uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Diamond Pearl, and Platinum, and you could copy your teams from those games directly into uh, Battle Revolution and use them as rental teams. Oh. Uh, I did not know this. Yeah, there were also two mystery gifts available through communicating uh, your DS with a Wii uh, with Battle Revolution. You could receive an Electrovire and a, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Magmortar. Uh, wow. You could receive those, and they would be like level 55 and had really powerful moves and really good stats. And even using the Electrovire, no, nah, she still stopped me. She That's- fucked she decimated me on my on my first run. It took me a couple of tries, honestly. That's crazy because I knew about the interchangeability between the games, but I didn't know that the mystery gift thing happened or that you can even um like use your teams like that, I guess you can say. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that that was a cool thing that you were able to do back into the day because uh, you know, back when the Wii services were still up, uh Battle Revolution had a multiplayer feature, if I'm not mistaken. So you could use your rental teams that you created from your uh, uh, DS Pokemon games and battle people online in full 3D and it was you had this amazing fucking announcer that like announced every move and every Pokemon that came out and he was actually the English voice that did the uh, the outro for the Pokemon franchise. I got you. Well look at you man. You're bringing the facts. I am bringing the facts. We, we, I thought this was just going to be covering the news. Nah you're bringing the straight facts. I didn't know this. 
Pokemon's yeah, been a huge part of my life. a little bit there, but no, uh, that's because that's educational. And you know what? Realistically, we're only twelve minutes in. We need to make this last a little bit. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. Because um, you're paying for content, people. That's right. Also, uh, I was about to say thank you for bringing that up, Austin. Um, <laughs> to those listening, I hope by me saying those, there are actually more people listening than uh, Justin Ruiz. Because if it is just Justin Ruiz getting this special episode, Josh fucked you over, buddy. Because you probably <laughs> hate Pokemon more than anyone else that I know. And he literally handed you one. Yeah, you just got like slid a plate of nice dick. Right he cancels his subscription and posts right. the Discord like all the months that we owe him and paybacks. Yep. But <laughs> if this is just like a special that gets posted, then hey, welcome everyone. Uh, be grateful that it's, you know, not just Justin because that, that could have been detrimental to us. Justin's like our biggest uh, patron, our biggest supporter. He He's a sweetheart, um, truly. He, he truly is, and he can just laugh at us poor folk from up in his sky rise. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> I don't even know why I've started to attack him as much as I have in these podcasts. Hey, man, he's the one that does it with his with his beautiful skyrise pictures. And it's, yeah, uh, there's fucking yachts wine by the lake. Right. Like, would you, can, you have a sweater vest on and a bow tie while you do that? Oh, I can just I don't think I've ever imagined him without a bow tie. It's kind of weird. I can't. So I only know Justin's face from the dis, from the discord photo. And I don't know. I can't imagine him without a button-down shirt on. It's like he's a pretty handsome fella, but I don't know if I'm being catfished. <laughs> Is that respectable? That's respectable. I think I think he would be fine with this uh, kind of slander. Okay. Hopefully, he's not the only one listening. It's okay. He slandered me on an episode of our own fucking show. So, that's oh, all right. That's awful. <laughs> His well, anime he, bat signal true. joke. Oh, okay. Didn't know that, but it's something I can already get behind. That's fair. That is entirely fair. Do you know what else is fair? Character what? customization. Oh, that's true. It is back. It is back. Kind of. But not because it seems like there's like predetermined outfits that you can wear in Brilliant yeah. Diving and Shining Pearl. But it doesn't seem like you can mix and match the outfits or different pieces of clothing. I will say, though, I do think the outfits look really cool. Outfits are cool. They add a lot of flavor and style. Um, curious to see how that intermingles with the contest. I feel like the contest will only have a specific uniform. It could be wrong. But, uh, oh, also contests are back. Yay. Um, don't don't but, gloss over that. That's one of the features I'm excited. <laughs> I'm the most excited for, honestly. Well, you did put it on here. If that's true. I didn't. That's my fault. But uh, it's, it's okay. I had a lot of fun back in the day trying to trying to comp, uh, like max out all the contests. I, I it was a good pastime that added probably another thirty hours to my save file. Yeah, and it really kind of it really kind of resonated <laughs> throughout the Sinnoh region because simply because of Heart Home City, like that's where you know I'm not going to say like it's it's the hub of contest but it just you can feel the energy of like that's a contest city yeah for sure um, it helped the like aesthetic that. of the city it area. really did and even the gym leader you know kind of uh carried yeah. that same vibe so i to to bounce back to the customization real quick just because we're talking about contests do you think that you will be able to choose 
you know, before in the game, you just get a tuxedo or a dress or something like that. Do you think you'll actually have customization options for what you can wear during these contests? Oh, I'm sure there, like, uh, I have no doubt that there's probably going to be some different costumes, <coughs> sorry, that you can, uh, that you can pick between for the contests. That's what I, I was wondering. really cool. Even if they, like, like, you know, I don't know if this is how contests are going to work here, because it seems like they've kind of revamped that whole system. Uh, now it's, like, more of a musical, which is different but also kind of cool. Like, it looks like more of, like, a little rhythm minigame, and I, I appreciate that. Um, I So I don't know if it's going to be split into, like, the five uh, sections like contests previously have been. Um, but if it is, it would be cool if you had a... Even if they gave you, like, a different outfit for each different kind of contest. That'd be yeah, cool. and that's an, that's an option, too. I was just curious, though, because it seemed like the outfits that they gave you through the base game are really predetermined and i wondered if they kind of put that same energy into the contest or if they're just like hey here you go you look pretty you're set yeah here's um, contests here's a nice tuck right a pretty pink dress and like there yeah go. essentially um kind of makes me curious to see in future generations of games um so the next generation that comes out on the switch if we will have contests come back and if so i know this is derailing from the two new games but that being said, um, how much customization do you think could go into a new generation of contests? Because I would love to see it if you could like customize, not necessarily, you know, a bubble beam is a bubble beam in terms of a battle, but yeah, imagine being sure. able to customize a bubble beam like Piplup does and, you know, the, the anime series, um, you know, being able to like swirl it around, swirl it, just do something like contests ha- are such a unique opportunity to add a breath of life to new generations of games. Do you think oh, they would ever sure. go that far? Kind of like how um, I'm pretty sure in the anime, uh, Ash's Buizel, that's such a funny name. Uh, his Buizel had a, uh, instead of an aqua jet, it was like an ice jet where he would use a uh, aqua jet and ice beam at the same time. Yeah. And something stuff like that. Like that. Would be pretty cool. Um, it I, be. Unfortunately, I don't see Game Freak uh, being like not lazy enough to do something like that. That's sad, and I want people it's to sad take that a moment I have to say that. But yes, I need know, people to take a moment and think about that. That you said that they would the not reason be why we just had to say that, right? Because it's true. It's incredibly true, and it kind of echoes back. Look, I'm not shitting on Game Freak, but I just think there needs to I be am. some accountability for what they release, and that's fine too. I mean, shit on them. I mean, I'm not gonna say they deserve <laughs> it, but let's let's you're the highest grossing franchise. Let's put a little more effort into it, because like you said a few minutes ago, in terms of Sword and Shield, um, they had Pokemon follow you through the two DLCs. Why couldn't they do that from the get go? Yeah, and and. Well, I've said it on the podcast numerous times. I, as much as I do shit on Game Freak, I understand that I, I'm going to imagine that a lot of the problems these games have aren't necessarily Game Freak's fault, but it's probably more the Pokemon company breathing down their neck saying, hey, yeah, uh, this this TCG expansion comes out in a couple of weeks. You guys going to have the game <laughs> done by then? We need to, this needs to match up, boys. And, you know? It never does. It's like a, it's like a Mickey, it's like the South Park episode of Mickey Mouse kind of situation. I don't know what that means, but someone did, and they probably appreciated it. You know, <laughs> if there's you've never anyone seen listening, have you ever seen South Park? Uh, no, really. That's it's surprising. just not my kind of humor. I try, but I just can't do it. So, off topic. I don't think South Park is very funny, 
but I think South Park is incredibly fucking informative. Okay, that's pretty awful. <laughs> it, it is, but like they stay relevant. Like their stories stay relevant and as fucked up and as dumb as some of them kind of get, like there's a lot of truth hidden behind some of those episodes. Like uh uh recently they did a probably not recently, probably like a year or two now. They they did a school shooter episode and I know oh, that sounds good. super dark and super fucked up, but like the whole point of the episode is these school shootings kept happening and nobody cared. Everybody just acted like it wasn't happening. But like that's kind of what this country does. Anyway, let's move on from this. I was I, about I to say, you took my Pokemon podcast and you turned it into a setting for school shooters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I said my, our. It makes you feel any better. I'm sure a lot of school shooters probably play Pokemon at some point in their lives. No. That doesn't make me feel better. God damn it. That means any one of us could turn. I hope Josh cuts this out, but I know he's not going to. No, Josh is absolutely not going to cut this out. He's like, yes, content. <laughs> he's like, yes, this is hot enough. Let me just leave this in here for unsuspecting listeners. Please understand, <sighs> disclaimer, we don't think school shootings are funny. Uh, no, they are not. They are uh, not at all. They are sad and they are tragic. They are sad and they are tragic. And if you disagree, you might catch a Sandy hook to the face. So moving on. Um... The underground in Pokemon has returned and it's back and better than ever because now it's the grand underground. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it's cool. I mean, it's cool though because there's like little um, environments Mm -hmm. under, I guess within the underground or even further down in the underground. Look, the underground was like my favorite part of Diamond and Pearl. Oh, dude, um, I spent so much time in the underground looking for fossils and, like, evolution yep. stones. That was that was honestly the biggest reason for me to go in there was evolution stones. Yep, that was it because, first off, you know, didn't have fire types in the game, so Flareon was nice. Um, <laughs> that, real quick, as an aside, how do you think they improved on that? Um, well, you can kind of see it's improved a little bit. Uh, they made sure to show yeah, fire they type. they made sure you could see, like, a... I remember specifically in the trailer uh, when they went and they were in the underground, they went to like the, the volcanic, like fiery area. Um, you could see magbees. There were hound doors walking around. Uh, I, th- I want to say I saw I saw a Vulpix here and there, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, I do know 100 percent certain that there were I did, in fact, see a, a magbee and a hound door at least once. So that kind of begs the question that in the first trailer, um, and articles from uh, Ilka and Game Freak and Pokemon Company that followed, uh, they kept referring to this as a one-to-one remake, but, like, all of these additional changes don't really make this seem like a one-to-one no. remake. So it's, I'm, it's I'm wondering if that was just to throw people off of some of the hidden features this game might have because, uh, uh, you know, before Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire released, uh, there wasn't any marketing on the Delta episode. We had no idea about Mega Rayquaza until the game had officially hit shelves. Yeah, and by saying it's a one-to-one remake, do you think like, hey, this is the original game, nothing's been altered from that regard, but we did add a couple of extra things, like because they can still be valid in saying that, yeah. don't you think? Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because like... First of all, and I, this is a super small piece of evidence, and I know, I know, it sounds dumb, but Pokemon does shit like this for a fucking reason. 
Um, the very first trailer for uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes that we got, uh, they glossed over uh, Floroma Town. And in Platinum, there is an NPC on the side of the road in Floroma Town that is not present in Diamond and Pearl. The reason why she's there in Platinum is because if you bring her a Shaman, she will give you the Gracedia flower. And that lets Shaman turn into uh, its sky form. Well, in the trailer, in the first trailer for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, we can see that the exact same NPC model is still in the exact same spot from Platinum. So that kind of leads me to think that there are going to be some Platinum elements thrown into this. Um, and I'm that could also be their way of showing us like, hey, uh, we might do, you know, some of the mystery gift events that were present in diamond and pearl that they might want to bring back like the uh the oaks letter that grants you access to shaman the the dark right island event and maybe they'll think players are finally smart enough to figure out how to use the azure flute well i'm certainly smart enough to figure out how to turn exp share off if you give me that capability so maybe do that honestly um, um but well, yeah, okay i think there's, i think there's going to be some stuff here that wasn't present in the original just to throw people off so that said mm-hmm. you, everything into consideration do you think we will receive the battle frontier i don't want to say yes because i don't want to get my hopes up i'm not gonna uh, lie to you so don't want to get my hopes up. honestly from an out just a, a just a neutral standpoint do you think we will get the battle frontier no i completely agree 100 percent and as bad as i want it i don't think it's gonna happen nope or even some iteration of it that we've not seen before i personally do not think it's coming either i know it's still a hope on some people's minds but no i don't think it's coming do you feel like they would show it if they were going to um no i feel like if that is something they were going to bring back um they know how much of a fan favorite uh feature that is i feel like they they wouldn't they wouldn't say anything about it um, yeah, it's not as big as Pokemon following you, but it's a highly requested feature of many, many games. Mm-hmm. I felt like Trump saying that shit many, many games. Like, I didn't have to say <laughs> too many's. Um, it was too many, too many's. So, um, that's also how I feel about Mega Evolution. I personally don't think it's coming uh, back. I don't think we need it back. Um, I think the biggest evidence for why I don't think Mega Evolution is going to come back is because in the last trailer, in the, or in the last Pokemon Presents uh, from last week, where we got all this good, juicy info, uh, they specifically went out of their way at the end of the trailer to say ranked battles will not uh, be happening in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, that they will still be happening in Sword and Shield. Yeah, I was... So I'm not a competitive person, but that one didn't necessarily catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, just because you just actually brought up a question in my mind that I hadn't thought of yet, what do you think the Pokedex is going to look like in terms of transferring to and from? Well, they said that they would update home, uh, early next year. But Uh, what do you think the limitations of that will be in terms of what we can bring in? Is it going to be one through 496 or is it going to be beyond that even like what do you think honestly um i think that the pokedex we're gonna see like just judging off of personal opinion um because they said that for a reason and and there's and it's kind of the way that they said it i have to imagine 
that you are going to be able to transfer Pokemon that you've caught from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl into Sword and Shield for competitive battles. Um, now, obviously, the Gen 4 starters are still not present in Sword and Shield. I think it's the Gen 4 starters the, and the Gen 2 starters um, are still not present. Um, and Gen 5. I don't think Gen 5 is there either. I think we have every other set, but I don't think Gen 5 is there either. Yeah. Um, although I, I could be 100% wrong about that because I don't, I don't even think we have Gen 6 in there, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh I think it's going to be the original Sinnoh decks, just kind of how we remember it. But I, I think post, I think pre post game, uh, that sounds stupid. Uh, pre, <laughs> pre post game, uh, I think like pre Elite Four, um, it's just going to be the Sinnoh decks with with a revamp, right? I think they're going to throw in a couple of different species of Pokemon just to kind of help the balancing, uh, because they they helped it in in Platinum. They did a good job in Platinum. But the Pokedex for Diamond and Pearl is pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, literally, your only choices for fire types are Chimchar and Ponyta. And that's it. That is it. Um, everything else is locked post-game. Uh, the Pokedex, if I remember correctly, also had a ridiculous abundance of water types. Yeah, you know, people want to fucking talk shit about Hoenn, but then we look at Sinnoh's Pokedex. Yeah, Sinnoh's Pokedex had a ridiculous overabundance of water types. Yeah, it's a little watery up in that bitch. Yeah, and, like, people want to fucking shit on Hoenn, because, like, yeah, sure, okay, technically, part like, 20% of the fucking game is on water, and, like, yeah, that's one of my big ripes with fucking Hoenn in general. But Sinnoh also didn't do a very good job about not doing that as well. Um, obviously there's not as much ground, but what? I just looked it up. There's not as many as I thought there were. I mean, the Pokedex for Platinum was still pretty small. It is, but like the water types, there's the Piplup line, there's Bibarel, there's Buizel and Floatzel, Shellos and Gastrodon, Finion and Luminion, Mantike, Fion and Manaphy, and outside of Palkia and the special play Arceus, that's it. I truly remember there being more than that, I thought. You know what? The, I don't know if that would count, like, if it was available, like, Tentacool and all that shit, Magic yeah. Carp Gyarados. So that's a good point, because I was just looking. Oh, by the way, a few minutes ago, I said 496. Someone will prove me wrong on that. It was 493. I don't want to be called out. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Someone will absolutely call that out. Um, Someone yeah, that's a message on Instagram and tells you to kill yourself. Yeah. That's not happened yet, but I feel like it's imminent for yeah, one of my opinions. Enough. I don't need to get it because of this podcast. Right. And, you know, I say that, and then I make terrible jokes, and then school shooter shits, and then it's all, all that kind of stuff. It's not. I hope it's everyone knows that we're joking. It's on character. I feel like most of what we do in this podcast is our true selves. There's a little acting for it, right? Oh, yeah. uh, we're probably most likely... Mm, not gonna say that stuff in real life probably maybe who knows yeah um, really at this point but uh, <clears throat> yeah I think it'll be mostly just the original Sinnoh decks with like a few spicy additions or it I might even that. just be lifted straight from platinum well to transition and we'll talk about this as the first topic of Legends Arceus but to transition, let's kind of get a middle ground right here. Do you think 
that any of the new evolutions or regional variants from Arceus will make an appearance in Diamond and Pearl, given that it's still the Sinnoh region? Mm, I don't know. Because I, I see that being a really big selling point for um, and a really big marketing point for uh, Legends Arceus that I'm not too sure. I think we might get hints about them. I think we might get little... Uh, like uh, lore? Yeah, yeah. I think we might get like little hints about them, but I okay. think that might be as far as that goes. And I think that would be accurate. I mean, maybe Mystery Gift far down the line, but I doubt oh, it. yeah. Um, but that does bring us into Pokemon Legends Arceus. It also had a huge, um, I'm not going to say reveal because that's the wrong word, but kind of an update on where it's at. And one of the updates was the new evolutions and regional variants are coming and they look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about them? Um, I really like them. I really actually like all of them a lot. Um, I think Growlithe is by far probably my favorite. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like one of those Chinese, uh, uh, like the guardian guardian, dogs. Guardian dogs. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of, which is funny because that's also kind of supposed to be, uh, from my understanding, that's kind of supposed to be what Entei is also based off of. Right. Um, even though he's technically a feline, but whatever, (laughs) um, I, that's a, such a gripe with me. It pisses me off when people do that, and I don't know why. Uh-oh. When they call the, the, the trio from Johto the, the legendary dogs, none of those are fucking canine. <laughs> like, use your use your eyes, sir. Those are definitely all feline animals. And I'm like, Raikou is literally a saber-toothed tiger. Like, there's no way that you made it through elementary school and you don't know what a saber-toothed tiger is, is enough to identify one. Yeah, I feel like if you gave us enough time, we could compile three hours worth of Pokemon gripes. Probably, because there's a lot of them there. Yeah, um, but but there's a lot of variants there, too. There is. So if that's your favorite, do you have a least favorite? Mm, honestly, kind of probably the Braviary. I think the Braviary just kind of looks... What? Yeah, I think the Psychic Mask is kind of goofy. Okay, that one was probably my favorite. <laughs> No, no, I lied. I did lie. Um, Stantler's evolution. That looks great. I'm super stoked about that. I think that yes. looks really cool. Um, I even so think the, the Basque Legion looks really cool. That was a very... First like off, lore. you want to talk about how dark that lore is? Yeah, and how, how like the lady in the trailer just cheerfully said it. Yeah. She was like, like this is what happens when Basculin is possessed by the souls of its fallen comrades going upstream. Bitch, what? Yeah, what That's the sad. fuck is that? That's dark. Jesus. Yeah, we, we don't just gloss over that shit. You know what I mean? I think that's why I like Basque Legion so much is I really don't care for the design, but it has a cool fucking lore behind it. So I'm It does. So Weird Deer is the Pokemon that I was talking about. Weird it's a little deer. bit. Of, yeah, Weird Deer. It's. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird name, um, but it's beautiful. And it's kind of like a snowy, yeah. all-seeing, wise-looking version of Stantler. Like now that I look back at Stantler and see Weird Deer, I can kind of say like, "Wow, Stantler looks kind of young. <laughs> like it looks like a baby deer almost, just because of its soft, bubbly mm-hmm. face." Almost. Um, it, it's kind of weird that they that two of the four regional variants that they revealed were psychic types. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm about I it because it's gonna be a theme. Yeah, it could be. I'm wondering what they're. Uh, uh, 
Yep, that was the word alluding to. I about said alluring. That's not it. That's close. Um, It is close, but, you know, had a Josh moment there. Not quite there. Um, Basque Legion looks cool. Braviary in this form looks pretty cool. I did enjoy it. Um, Growlithe is definitely a unique one. I didn't (laughs) foresee of anything Growlithe getting a regional variant. I'm I'm perplexed, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's why. I truly believe, and maybe this is common sense and I'm not thinking of anything super special here, but what's Arcanine going to look like? It has to have a regional form too, right? Yeah. um, No regional form that we've ever gotten. We've never gotten a first stage regional form that didn't have a second stage regional form. Right. So they specifically held back on that one. Mm. Why do you think that is? Um, I have a feeling it might play a part at some point. And I'm wondering what that is because it's, it's very... You know, we've always heard Arcanine's a legendary Pokemon, right? Yeah. So maybe this will dive into it a little bit. It's going to be a regional variant, so it's different. And can we talk about how it's a rock type and a fire type? Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. It is interesting. Hello, water types. You know, that's four times weakness right there, but no Ground big deal. types. Ground types as well. Um, but yeah, there were some really cool variants. They look great. I'm curious to see what else we get from them, if any. I know Arcanine's probably coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, maybe a Rufflet as well. Yeah, it looked like Rufflet maintained its base form, but maybe maybe they'll update. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking uh, knows? Who fucking knows? What I do know is that we agree, but kind of disagree on the state of the graphics. So yeah. let, me, let, me, let me just get this across. All right. <laughs> you should have... If you're going to make a whole entire game... In the same style as the wild area, then maybe, just maybe, you take the biggest fan feedback and fucking fix it. Yeah. Because these graphics are nothing to be impressed by. And I hate, I hate bashing on graphics in a game because graphics do not make a game. I still think this will be a breath of fresh air. It'll be invigorating. It'll be nice to see a different take on a mainline Pokemon game. Mm. I will say that for it. But visually, how can you give me this? It looks so unpolished. The game is less than half a year, maybe just a half a year away. Um, like how much work are they going to have to do to make it better than what it is for me? Uh, you know, just seeing it, I don't see that being a focus for them but when you look back at sword and shield one of the biggest laughing factors is that the trees look like they came out of a playstation one game almost or playstation two let's be generous okay now i will say the landscapes look amazing but when i'm looking out and i expect to see what i would what i would put as a forest and I can count that there's only like 17 trees at the absolute most scattered across the shoreline. That's not a good look to have. That's no depth. That's literally a line of fucking trees. You did not try. I'm I'm mad, to say the least, about these. I want to give them hope. I want to say that they will take the feedback and address it. Maybe I'm the only one being as cynical as I am, but after being so disappointed with what Sword and Shield had to offer, my it's reasonable that I am as weary, as oh, weirdier sure. as I am. So <clears throat> that being said, 
How do you feel about it, Mr. Stevens? So I don't think the graphics look that great. Um, but I also want to preface that by saying I don't think any Pokemon has ever looked that great. I really don't. Um, I, are there some some exceptions? Yeah, I would say Heart Gold and Soul Silver are are an exception. And the two Let's Go games. Yeah, those games. I even though I don't think they're very good, I think aesthetically they look fantastic. Um, but here's my gripe: there, um, never has a Pokemon game been that advanced graphically, uh, even for the time that they were they were released in. Um, the time around the time that you know Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum came out, you had Nintendo DS games that that were blowing shit out of the water with their graphics. Um, same thing for the 3DS era and even the Switch era. There are a million Switch games that look better than Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and Sword and Shield. There, there's so fucking many. Um, also, oh god, this is gonna make so many people mad. Uh, Breath of the Wild does not look that much better than what Legends Arceus currently does now. Um, and I'm saying that from somebody who absolutely loves that fucking game. I love Breath of the Wild. Um, it is... I, I, I don't care about the people that say, Oh, well, it's not a real Zelda game. No, shut up. It, it kind of is. And it's by far my favorite Zelda title. Um, but I don't think it looks that much better. So why is Breath of the Wild giving, getting this pass, but Pokemon isn't? Like, they're going the route that people have been begging them to go for years, and people still aren't happy with it. But and the Pokemon just, community is also just never happy. With uh, things, but so. uh, we deserve to and, be happy. And you're happy. not it's, wrong. It's not the wrong. highest grossing franchise in the world. Take your fucking money and put it into development costs. That can give us a beautiful looking game. The fact that Let's Go looks <clears throat> as good as it does is a fucking travesty for what this game is turning out to be. I agree, you, but you also have to keep in mind the Pokemon video games are not their highest earning medium. By suck, by suck a my dick, suck my dick. You take that money <clears throat> and you put it into what's going to make you money. Look, the Pokemon company makes more money off of trading cards and uh, toy merchandise than they do on the video games. And I respect that wholeheartedly. But it's your... I'm not going to say it's your biggest medium, but it's the one that, that I would say has the biggest fan base behind it. Yeah, I would get, I would also say that. They suffered terrible backlash for how piss poor the wild area looks, and it's almost a fucking copy and paste. That's my biggest gripe. You have money. You had time. You did not have to reveal Legends Arceus until it was more polished. And oh, then sure. you announce it six months later, show trailer <laughs> two, and it still looks kind of fucking caca. But but here's here's where we go back to it might not necessarily be Game Freak's fault. The game might not. Because for all we know, the game is in a much farther development stage than what we're seeing so far. Um, however, that doesn't mean that it's ready to be showed off in a trailer. No, it's not. And I, I, I and it could you. it could have a lot to do with the Pokemon company saying, "Hey, we need information now. We need yeah, something now." That's a huge issue. I feel like yes, 
Game Freak is probably a little at fault, but truly it's the oh, Pokemon sure. company trying to funnel out content and just rake in the cash. I understand it because guess what? I'm going to fucking buy every single game that you ever release. It's just going to happen. Yeah, that I'm locked in for life. I'm a part of the fucking problem and I bitch about it, but it's like, please, I've been a fan of yours for 25 years. Take the feedback from some of these people and run with it and make a game that is not only passable, but it's fucking great and it's memorable. This is the first game and we can just kind of transition into the next topic. This is the first game where they've completely rocked the formula, right? Because now the topic that you put on here and I'm glad you did. Um, your character can now take direct damage from a wild Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's new. That's invigorating. You know, Josh is a person who has said consistently on the normal Hunting Pixels podcast is that, po- that Pokemon is no longer for him, much like he feels about Final Fantasy. And that's understandable. Pokemon has not change their mechanics in a very long time they know what wins if they do change mechanics there's still a core underlying you can see it like in let's go or it's a completely offshoot like ranger or mystery dungeon and in those cases you know that's its own entity you can discuss what you want to about those but yeah for a series of mainline games and as far as i know legends arceus will be considered a mainline game as far as i know could be wrong Mm. i don't fucking know i think let's go is considered the same way Regardless, Let's Go is not considered a mainline title, I don't think. I think that's considered by you and me, but I don't know if it's <laughs> true or not. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't either, but this I is... I don't care. This is, uh, yeah, it's not to me. It's, a, it's another offshoot. And yeah. personally, there's a formula that the mainline games follow. This is not it to me, so I probably won't consider this a mainline game myself. They can label it whatever the fuck they want to. I'll listen to them, and I'll mm-hmm. buy their game. But, um, yeah, this is the first time they've shaken it up a lot. So the fact that we can now take direct damage from a wild Pokemon says a lot because it it changes how you approach battles. There's stealth aspects to this game. There's, uh, like, the stealth aspects where you can just creep through a bush and you're not necessarily engaging in a battle with a Pokemon, but you can kind of throw a ball and you can catch it, much like you couldn't, well, not even like you couldn't, let's go, because this plays like an RPG. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it's such a different take on what we know. And I love that. Yeah. I, I am, I'm very optimistic about this game. I think it's going to be really good. Um, the, the funniest thing about Pokemon and will always be the funniest thing about Pokemon is all of these really toxic Pokemon community fans that are like, Oh, <coughs> fuck. Uh, they're like, oh, Game Freak's lazy. Game Freak sucks. Blah 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 blah. blah. Haven't we just said you both still of those sentences? This game, didn't you? Like, you're still gonna buy this game day one. So, I'm really offended because you just said uh, some. Uh, you essentially just called us toxic because we've said both of those sentiments on this podcast. Well, we're not this the toxic one. This is our. This no. is this is our platform. Yeah. To talk shit. Yeah. This is not bias whatsoever. I'm not going on Reddit attacking people who think that this is going to be, you know, their their game of the year. Which I'm not saying it's not. It could very well might be. This year has been really fucking dry for me. So it. it well, might next year. Be. It's um, next year. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Diamond and Pearl specifically for this year. Um. 
this year's been really dry, so there's a very high possibility that uh, this could take uh, game of the year. It kind of depends on what Atlas decides to reveal next month and if whatever they reveal is going to come this year or not. Yeah, um, next year, though, next year looks great for gaming. Oh, for sure. Net, some of the shit we saw... Uh, Gamescom? Yeah, dude. I don't know how you felt about any of that shit. Maybe uh, we should have an episode on it. Dude, I, we should, because that Saints Row reboot, the whole internet is shitting on it. I yep. think it looks great. Yep. So maybe we need to text Josh immediately after this podcast, because that'd be such a fun topic, because we need to, just, we need to cover Gamescom, because there was a lot of shit there I want to talk about. There was, dude. I, uh, did you see the trailer for uh, Marvel Midnight Suns? Yeah, the XCOM lookalike Woo! almost. Let's fucking do it. Okay, this is Pokemon Podcast. Don't get me hyped. That's right. I'm I don't, getting off track. We are. Look, I brought us back. I can't even do that on our on our, on our normal episodes. No, that's because it's not our job on a normal episode. That's, that's true. That's responsibility. This is He's the host. now, and he just lets us do whatever the fuck we want. He shouldn't. He shouldn't really because shouldn't. we have very bad ideas and conversations just at the cusp of happening. But you know what? I think that's what makes this show so great. It is because we can go absolutely berserk sometimes, but that's what people enjoy. Also, some sort of new berserk mechanic exists. <laughs> I literally read exactly what I typed because I didn't know how to phrase it. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's about. It looks cool. I don't. I don't know too much about it. I don't think anybody really does. Uh, we aren't sure what causes it. We just know these Pokemon get really big. They get glowing red eyes and they start attacking you. Um, like the, the sight in the trailer of, of a Luxray just shooting thunder at you. That's kind of terrifying. That is terrifying. And again, it goes back to this being a new, um, new game on the spectrum. Essentially. Like we have seen Pokemon attack people inside of the anime, but, and you can kind of get glimpses of it. Like it, you know, in the old school games, you might have like a, a Pokemon bumping into someone as some form, some form of attack or aggression or something. But this is the first time where I'm seeing Thunderbolt literally envelop my body. Honestly. Um, and it's a little terrifying, dude. Imagine what the other Pokemon could wind up doing. Imagine dragon types and stuff like that. Oh, God. Imagine a yeah. Garchomp. Oh, no. Garchomp, Gyarados. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a lot of... They did of show a Berserk Gyarados in that trailer. That's what I'm saying. It's just a matter of time before we see some crazy shit happen. Like, we might get swallowed Jonah the Whale style. Jonah the Whale. Jonah and the Whale. The Whale is not named Jonah. <laughs> I knew that. Um, so, so here's the question. Um, I lost my question. I had a question. It's fine. And I lost it. It was a good one, and I commend you for thinking of it on the spot. Thank you. Thank you so much for the question that I can't remember at this time. It's okay. You're going to remember it while we talk about... What I think one of the coolest mechanics is, and we'll kind of, that's the last bullet point we have to talk about, but battle flows are determined by a Pokemon speed stat. This is super neat. Yeah, that's very, um, it felt like just, just the way it looked, it felt very Kingdom Hearts chain of memory to me. And I don't know. I can see that. But without the cards. Without the cards. Um, but you're kind of right. Like this is something that again, they shake up how battles and mechanics will work in this game. We've not even talked about a lot of the the overworld mechanics, like with the stealth and stuff, but the battle mechanics specifically are pretty cool because now it's almost like a... It's, like, it's not really a predetermined um, 
like a move lineup? Because I think there's things you can do to alter like how quickly you move, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that being said, it's like you kind of have to play some five head moves here. You got to, you know, especially towards later in the game when you start taking on stronger opponents or stronger Pokemon, whatever it may be. This is a new battle style that you essentially can see, you know, how many moves you have, how many that the opposing Pokemon has, how you can make most use out of the two turns you have before you get fucked for three turns. It's yeah, it's different <clears throat> and it's going to make you think a lot more. And I feel like this could truly bring back the challenging aspect that we've missed. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it looks very it's different i'm not sold on it yet um i have to i have to play the game and i have to see what it actually feels like first but it's very different than what we've gotten so far and i i can't appreciate what they're trying to do it's definitely like here's where i'm willing to let the graphics slide is because they're doing so much new stuff outside of the spectrum that we normally know that it's like, okay, you know what? They've worked really hard to bring us a brand new style of Pokemon game, still in a in a similar feel to a mainline game, but it's a completely different style of core mechanics that go into it. And you know what? For that reason, I'm willing to take a pass, or not even a pass. They don't get a pass on the graphics. They just get me being a little more calm about it. Still upset. You know, I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. Can we just talk about, I'm loving the fact that the canonical name for the female counterpart in Legends Arceus is Ray. I love that. I did not know that. Yep. Um, real quick, because you just, you got me kind of thinking about it. Do you want to talk about how you and I pretty much agree that these characters that we will be interacting with are direct ancestors of the ones we interact with in Diamond and Pearl? Oh, for sure. So um, I actually, while I was waiting on you to do whatever you were doing before we got started... Thank um, you again. I went ahead that. and pulled up the websites for both of these titles. And on the Legends Arceus, Arceus website, it does specifically say that, uh, what is his name? Uh, Captain Komodo is a uh, uh, ancestor to Rowan. It does so I was right. say that. Holy shit. I, we However, were just talking. Uh, it does not say that about Captain Silene. Even though nah, bro. You got me clearly. fucked up. Nah. She's Cyrus's ancestor, a hundred percent. Same face model, like they yeah. look the same. Nah, There's bro. There's no way. Why is also nah. why is she kind of bad? I don't know. Oh God, you didn't have to turn it down that road. Yeah, but I'm always going to. Um, Jesus, you just took us off the bridge, man. It's okay because she's an adult. That's, That's okay. You you've said that so many times, and I hate that we have to specify this. <laughs> We are talking... Oh, God. I'm disgusted. Anyway, that's so cool that you bring that up because we were just texting about that the other day and you were like, I'm pretty sure she's a direct ancestor of Cyrus. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way that blah, blah, blah is not a direct descendant of Rowan. So that's really cool because we have that aspect. I don't know why the fuck they're not confirming that she's a direct ancestor of Cyrus. There's no fucking way she's not. They look the exact same. It's a mother-son situation almost. Um, Um, And it does seem like that they they obviously do confirm that the... uh, the two main characters that that you'll be playing as are, in fact, uh, direct ac- uh, ancestors of Lucas and Don as well. Okay, I mean, I was, res- I mean, that's fine. That's, 
I didn't really think about that, but that's cool too. But I, I'm more curious to see about the ancestry, the lineage of where Cy, it's Silene, right? Yeah. Silene kind of goes to not necessarily create, but where do these ideals come from? What does she stand for as a person? Will we see her slip towards the end of the game type of Oh, thing like I think we're going to see... Because, well, not not only is she very clearly an ancestor of Cyrus, right? Um, but the the team that you're a part of is literally called the Galaxy Exploration Team. And it right. has an eerily same symbol to Team Galactic. It does. That's the so, first thing I noticed. Silene's ideals, I mean, that might be where Cyrus gets his ideals from. It might be a, a family generational ideal that's passed down from person to person. If it's a familial thing, that's what I'm curious about. Because when you watch the trailer, they specifically say she is your biggest advocate. She's your biggest supporter. She's very coarse and rough around the edges, but she is encouraging you to go forward. So that said, how do you think this whole team, you know, we're seeing it from the inside perspective, but what if we're seeing an ancient like turn of events almost like this is going to become team galactic. Like, yeah, not necessarily that we were the bad guys this game, but there's always a chance that we're going to like begin to see like differentiating ideas somewhere along the way. Like I'm very curious to see where they take it because there is no way that they make it that um, relatable to one another without having some kind of backstory in mind or something like that. So that's super. Here's another thing. Uh, that I would like to point out about this game specifically. Um, we do know that there will be mystery gift functions in Legends Arceus. Um, they confirmed that with the last trailer, saying that if you pre-order the game, I'm assuming probably from the eShop, um, it does not say specifically, so it might just be if you pre-order the game anywhere, uh, your copy of the game will come with a code inside that lets you redeem this. Uh, but you get a Hisuian Growlithe kimono set. Um, oh. So that leads me to believe there's going to be some form of character customization here, which is fucking awesome. Um, but the thing that gets me excited about the fact that there is a mystery gift function is, one, I don't think they would add this to the game just to use it for one thing. You know what I mean? I don't think this yeah. is going to be a feature in the game just so when you pre-order the game, you can get the Growlithe Kimono set. Um, I also highly doubt that that's going to be the only way to get that set. I'm sure that that's going to be purchasable in-game somewhere. <laughs> um, but what gets me really fucking excited is could we potentially see mystery gift events for Pokemon such as Shaman and Ars- and, and Well, not Arceus because, you know, obviously he's going to be the main focal point of the game. Um, could we see mystery gift events for Shaman and Darkrai? And this could be the game's way of showing you the first recorded encounters of Shaman and Darkrai. That would be pretty spectacular because I hadn't even thought of that, to be quite honest with you. And um, I like that would be really fucking cool. Even if they just put it in the game outright, man. Like that's what I was I was gonna kind of end this with one last question, and it's it's in the namesake. This is going to be the first time where we pursue Arceus as a box legendary, mm-hmm. almost. This is huge. Arceus is the creator of all Pokemon life. God. Um, 
It is literally God. So this is a huge event. This is unprecedented. This could be what the this team, you know, this game's team, which you were a part of, this could be where ideals start to differentiate. This could yeah. propose a lot of questions. This is a very, very powerful being. So I think that w- during the chase for Arceus, if I could speculate, and I could very well be wrong, but the team will fall apart upon what to do with the not necessarily the power of Arceus, but the being of Arceus itself. Oh, for sure. You know? And I'm also wondering if the creation trio will fall. Um, that's that's another good point. Do you, them, I don't think. I think it is. Is it not the creation trio or the lake trio? Uh, right. Well, You're talking about Uxie No, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, they're definitely the lake trio. Uh, I'm talking about Dialga, Giratina, and Palkia. Like, I wonder if they will have some type of story point here. So, And this is my thing. I hope they do, because it's called Legends Arceus. But if you're going to call it Legends, (laughs) give us the legendary side of it. Show us the Lake Trio, what they mean to the region. Show us the Creation Trio. Show us the space-time and, you know, the (laughs) upside-down. Another cool thing that they could do here, too, that presents a really cool opportunity is, uh, I mean, this could be the time period, because we don't know how far back this game is. We don't actually know that. Um, so That's true, because we're just like, we're being told that it's like an ancient time period, yeah. right? So this could very well be the time, this could very well be when Arceus uh, uh, banishes Giratina to the... Uh, the Upside Down. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> the Distortion what is World. called? Yeah, Distortion World. <laughs> world whatever we could see we could see that and that's another really cool story point that they could totally add here i agree and the possibilities surrounding this game are endless and it's a lot of fun this is the first time where we've gone into a pokemon game kind of really clueless because this is brand new i'm this is a new ip I'm pretty sure this game comes out on my mom's birthday, so... And you'll be playing it all day. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to break it to her. Like, sorry, not going to yes, dinner. This sorry, is more important. Mom. I'm chasing Arceus and the legends that come with it. Yeah, if I, uh, if I said that phrase specifically, she would probably just think I'm strung out on something. That's fine. Which You're strung fair. out on love for a 25-year franchise. We'll be 26 by the time it comes out almost. That is true. That is true. <sighs> Well, this has been hold a on, fantastic hold on, hold episode. On. No. No, no, no. You're, you no. got more? No, no, no. We're not done here. We're not done here, sir. So, before... I feel we, like you're about to drop a teaser. Before we end this super, super fun episode that we love doing, um, I got I to gotta ask a question. Which version are you going to be playing first, and who's your starter going to be? Uh, Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, So here's my thing. Unfortunately, I have a girlfriend who... All right, let me rephrase that. That was a bad way to start. Unfortunately, my girlfriend, whom I love... So dearly. Really, so dearly. She is such a treat. What was her name? Uh, (laughs) Sebastian or something. Um, She really likes diamond which is unfortunate because that's the one that i love mm-hmm. so me being the gracious 
honest, humble, loving, seductive, sexy, beautiful man that I am. Ravishing also and rambunctious and radiant, all in that, all the all the adjectives. Being all those people for her, I'm going to get Pearl and deal with fucking Palkia, <laughs> even though I don't want to. Yeah. And I've tried to convince her otherwise. I have literally tried gaslighting her to believe she likes Pearl more. <laughs> Um, and it's not. Don't you like not, Pokemon the most, though? It's only yeah, available yeah, I'm in pretty Pearl. sure when we first met, you said you loved Palkia because it's so cool. If it makes you really feel any better, stuff. I've tried to do the exact same thing to no avail. So, well, yeah. Looks like I mean, I'm I feel Pearl. Okay, so we're we're both gonna do a, you know a string of pearls. That's that's who we are. Is um, that, are the, that that is who we are? are the, it, so are we just anal beads essentially? That's what I felt like since I've started this podcast, and I'm straight up Josh's ass. That was a yeah. great way to end this episode. Um, so who's your starter going to be? We know what version you're playing. Who's your starter? Yes. So, all right. I love, well, no. I was going to say I love all three starters. Chimchar I don't have a problem with, but I would probably never choose Chimchar. Love Turtwig. But, again, my girlfriend, what the fuck? Whatever. Um... Whatever, Whatever that their name is. is. Uh, she really likes uh, Turtwig, and that's going to be her baby all day. So Piplup is absolutely my favorite from that region, and though Turtwig is up there in terms of my love, it will be Pokemon Shining Pearl with Mr. Piplup. Well, all right. So it will be what for you? Actually, I already know what it is, but I'll let you say. Um, I... I'm probably going to be playing Pearl because I I think Madison wants to play Diamond. Um, Again, I have also tried to gaslight her into playing Pearl. I'm like, you know, (laughs) yeah, uh, it's just Lamy as a Pearl exclusive. And wouldn't you want to play with a cat? Yep. Um, Love pussy. (sighs) That is true. She does like both. Um, We'll talk. But uh, uh, so I'm going to end up playing Pearl and I, I got to go with my boy. I got to go with my big nug, Turtwig. Ah, oh, thank God. I was hoping you'd say it. Can you? Yeah. So Turtwig evolves into Torterra and you name it what? Big nug. Oh, it's fucking ass, that man. big nug hanging off of his back. <sighs> I'm so glad you stopped my outro for this because this has been truly, also truly remarkable. I have to imagine Torterra following you is going to be fucking hilarious. Can you imagine trying to fit Torterra through like Eterna Forest type? Um, Honestly, because isn't Torterra like, like actually massive? Yeah, He's I mean huge. it's not like Detective Pikachu massive, but it's pretty oh, no, fucking massive. It's, it's pretty big. He's a pretty big yeah. boy. Um, uh, that that was one of my favorite things about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is if you've ever seen Venusaur follow you in those games, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking hopping like a frog. I didn't know Venusaur was a frog, but he is. I didn't either. Frogs. I thought it was just a dinosaur. They're they're like prehistoric frogs, and that yeah. made me love the v- the Bulbasaur line so much more than I already do. I mean, I'm a I'm a Squirtle kind of guy because you know I'm down with that. But learning that I just like frogs, man. Something about frogs are cute. I just feel lied to because it has sore in the name, like they're, dinosaur. They're gross, but I mean, frogs are what's up. Have you ever licked one? <sighs> Pretty sure there's a Family Guy episode about them. Oh. Yeah. There's like a whole epidemic of kids uh, uh, licking toads and it's getting them high. It's a pretty funny episode. Could actually. you imagine? Uh, it was that easy? Well, the thing is, is I, I'm pretty sure there's a species of frog that does, but it's just very easy to overdose on. Oh, well, I'm willing to take that risk. 
Oh, it sounds like a win-win. You mean I get high and I die at the end of it? That sounds like a win-win yeah, to me. Yeah, that's great. Let's Honestly. just overdose. At least you go out painless. Okay, this is this is bad. This yeah, we're derailing. Worse. Okay, we're this degenerating. Hey guys, it's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Austin and I talk for one hour, eight minutes, and four and ongoing seconds about a topic that we love dearly. We can't. We don't do this to Josh anymore because if we did, he would fire both of us, even though he pays neither one of us. Yeah, but honestly, he would. He would fire. We're just unpaid interns. We are unpaid interns, as he was. Actually, I think he was paid. He anyway, was paid. it's fine. He's moved on now. <laughs> and, of course, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop Hunting Pickles and the Culture Bop family of content. Culture Bop on Twitter. You can find us there at Culture underscore Bop on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop on Facebook at The Culture Bop and YouTube at Culture Bop. So... Let me just say something real quick. Today, tomorrow, actually, as of recording this, I don't have my watch on me. I don't know what the date is. Josh is leaving his retail job to work from home. He has got a great opportunity to, he's worked as an intern for a while now, which is what we were just talking about. And he, like I said, will be working from home. This gives him an incredible opportunity to not only work from home, like I just said, but follow a passion of his and that is producing content for the stuff that you're listening to now and everything surrounding it his baby is culture bop he will be making content on his youtube channels for the podcast channels that he is affiliated with um he's gonna he has a lot of ideas coming um he is truly busting his ass i give him a lot of shit we all joke with one another but he has done very well he's in a great place and Follow all the Culture Bop channels because I feel like there will be a lot of content coming your way in the coming months. Oh, that for being sure. said, yes, Hunting Pixels, this podcast that you're probably listening to, unless Josh decides to not use this, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB, where you can find us posting a little more regularly. I say we, it is everyone but me because. I like to think that my time is more important than everyone else's and I do not contribute. And moving on, Josh <laughs> on Twitter, you can find him at the bot, the bebop man one eight two on Instagram at bebop man one eight two and on Twitch soon to arrive back at the underscore bebop man. You can find me on Twitter, even though I do not post at OMDizzy TV on Instagram at OMDizzy on Twitch at OMDizzy and on YouTube at OMDizzy. It is my goal to be able to create some kind of content in the nearby future for a YouTube video. I don't know what it is. It's on the spectrum, just like I am. And on top of that, oh. hopefully, you can find it also on the Culture Bop um, YouTube channel. I will have Josh hosted there, as he has most graciously offered to do. We are a family. We do support each other. He is my daddy. You can find Austin on Twitter at Big Papa Plays and on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore. Or you can also find him on Instagram at Big Papa Plays. That's his gaming shit. Follow it. You can find him on Twitch at Big Papa Plays. And he might have some more time coming very soon to stream and make content. It's going to be awesome. But if he doesn't have time, he always has time for TikTok, and you can find him at Big Papa Plays. The man will tell you a story. I will. And it's beautiful. I will. And finally, 
If you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we are undertaking as Culture Bop, then go to patreon.com slash culture bop and toss us a pledge. We're offering some very cool perks. And once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way. This is something I know Josh is passionate about. The money that you guys are able to pledge to us goes straight into him producing more content, getting the website thrown up. It really helps him out a lot. I say him, it's us. It's us as a whole. Um, and we can we can just do more for you guys. Uh, there's some really cool things on there. Like you can get special podcasts specifically just for you or, you know, at the tier that you pledge at, whatever. Justin Ruiz, a good uh, proprietor of that. Thank you so much for that. And speaking of which, let's just give a shout out to those patrons now. We're going to shout out Mr. Augustin Martinez, Gilbert Gilbeasy Kitchens, Justin Skyrise Excellence Ruiz, Shareem Khan, and I'm sorry, I had to think of something that rhymed, so forgive me, but Tawny Bonnie Pullman Sulman. Thank you as well. I don't, I don't know what that meant, Tawny. I fucking love you, dude. You're the best. He's cool. You have the right opinions in the Discord. Never doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, God. we are finished. It's fine. It's fine. I have to give it to him. Tawny's great. Uh, He's a great guy. It is. This was a, this was a fun episode. So... Thank you so much for listening. We cut it at an hour and 15. Consider yourself lucky. We could have gone on for two hours and 15. This could have easily been a four-hour episode. Oh, yeah. One day. One day. Maybe episode three. We'll just do a three-hour episode for episode three. That is what everyone would love. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yep. We'll see. Also, one last final asterisk. Justin, if this is your special episode by any chance, I am so sorry. Your life is not worth taking. Do not do it. What? Goodbye.